Welcome to the Venting Session Podcast, a relatable and motivating podcast where I promote self-love and healing through a healthy venting space. For all episodes, subscribe to the Venting Session Podcast on all streaming platforms. For more information and updates, follow us on Instagram at session underscore. Welcome back to the Venting Session. I'm going to continue on in the pregnancy journey. Today's topic is expect the unexpected. These are things I feel that um, expectant mothers, women who are looking to have children in the near future, women who have children right now, should know about pregnancy and what all is the underlying information that we are not privy to. A lot of us don't know, our parents don't know, and it's not public knowledge and common knowledge to everybody. First, let me tell you, do not use Google for all your questions. Every woman is different and every pregnancy is different. You may hear women with multiple children say, being pregnant with my son was a smooth pregnancy, but my daughter took me through it. So don't always run to Google every time you have some type of symptom or you feel some kind of way. First, finding out you're pregnant. Ladies, please know that it's possible to get pregnant right after, on, or even just before your period. The likelihood of getting pregnant varies depending on timing and the length of your cycle, but it's not impossible. So let me say that again. So your man be like, oh, you just got off your period. We gonna wait a week. Um, Let me let you know, even before, it's possible. That's how I got pregnant. <laughs> Um, not every woman has symptoms right away. Some have no symptoms or mild symptoms within the first trimester. So don't always be, some people say, I don't feel pregnant. And sometimes you don't, you don't, there is often times people don't know they're pregnant until they take a test or until reality just kicks in and they can start gaining that weight and they get bigger where it's noticeable. Okay. Morning sickness is not always in the morning. Let me clear that up. So... People don't always be like, oh, you know, I don't feel sick in the morning time. So, no, 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 no. Let me just clear it up for you. Morning sickness is not always in the morning. My morning sickness was between 3.30 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. at night. So, you could just imagine mama was getting no sleep. Um, Some women don't even have morning sickness. So, it just depends on the woman and the pregnancy. Some women have it. Some women don't have it. I had severe morning sickness. Not every woman gets to that extreme where they have to be hospitalized with the IV. That's not everybody's um, journey, but for some it is. Um, Not all women gain weight during their pregnancy. Some women lose weight during their pregnancy. So don't, so don't get up and on the scale. Don't let that define you. I know the doctors give you a healthy weight limit that you should gain, but that's out of your control. The baby's going to control how much you gain and how much you lose. So if you go over or if you don't quite meet that goal for a healthy pregnancy, as long as the baby is healthy and you are healthy, that's the biggest concern. Don't put all that pressure on yourself to keep up with these stereotypes, these quotes, these unrealistic goals that they have for every pregnant woman that's this age, this height, this weight. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's hard. Okay? Um, not every woman gets stretch marks. 
So don't go in pregnancy thinking you're going to have the swollen feet, the stretch marks, the breasts, the hits, and you're going to wobble when you walk. Because not every woman wobble when she walk. Some women still got that uh, strut to them. You know, it just all depends on where the baby lay in that day. Some days you may wobble because they're getting a little too low. But it's it's some beauty in pregnancy. Some women hair fall out. Some women don't. You know, you just got to ride that wave. Because like I said, every woman is different and every pregnancy is different. All right. Now I'm going to get into the medical expense side and the work expense side all right there's pregnancy expenses that are probably not that i'm gonna say they are not covered by insurances or partially covered by insurance ladies so please notice when you get these bills in the mail and you like well i got this 1300 ultrasound well i got this 1500 ultrasound i'm letting you know right now not all insurances cover it if you are on an insurance as the primary person, look into all the benefits that it covers when you get pregnant. If you're on your spouse's or your parents' insurance, look at how much they cover for the person under the primary person because they don't all cover the same percentages depending on who the person is to whoever is the primary person of the insurance. Um, pregnancy care visit copays. You're going to have them. No, you're going to have them. So check with your insurance to see how much it is for a specialized visit. This is not general practice. This is specialized because you'll be seeing an OBGYN from there on out with the pregnancy. Ultrasounds, like I said before, lab work. Some insurances may pick up the cost of the lab work. Some may do partial and some may not cover at all. Make sure you know what your insurance covers. Have that conversation. Look into it. Fetal DNA testing. Glucose screening. CVS. CVS is testing for genetic abnormality. A lot of people who have children who may be, um, that have Down syndrome or leukemia and things of that nature a lot of times they will um get the um child tested or if they have a close relative like a sibling or a first cousin nine times out of ten they'll get their child tested to see if their child has that gene or the parent or a close relative maybe the grandparent had it or something of that nature maternal blood screening for potential evidence of birth defects birthing classes, a lot of those things are probably not covered or partially covered by your insurance. So just check out your insurance, read those manuals that they give you and see what all they cover. All right, maternity leave. Maternity is a big, 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 big thing. Let me tell you right now, a lot of companies <clears throat> want you to work at least 12 months or 1,250 hours before they will qualify you for maternity leave if they have it. That will qualify you for FMLA. Family Medical Leave Act, that's what it's going to qualify you for. So make sure when you sign these paperwork with HR that you read over what they allow with FMLA. Okay, maternity leave varies based on the company policy. But... Through the government, women are allowed up to 12 weeks of leave 
It could be potentially paid depending on your status in the company. It could be unpaid or it could be partially paid. All right, you will see a lot of times if you're gonna do the paid option, they're gonna want you to use your vacation time, your sick leave that you have accumulated and then the rest may go unpaid or they will cover a small percentage. But nine times out of 10, depending on the company, they may not cover the whole 12 weeks you're out. So just keep that in mind <clears throat> when you're making your decision, okay? Some jobs don't even offer or have maternity leave under the FMLA. So some women have to go on short-term disability. Yes, I said short-term disability. Maternity can qualify women for short-term disability. Who it may provide and what it may provide is maybe 50 to 100% of your income for up to six weeks after you give birth. Now, I know for some people, they're like, oh, well, that's not a lot or that's not promising, but know your company. Know who you're working for. Really get into the HR side of things and see what is going on and what it requires to go on maternity leave. Also, for people who are adopting children and not necessarily birthing children, you also qualify for maternity leave. So let me clear that up for people. Um, through the government, though, it guarantees you 12 weeks of unpaid job-protected leave for the birth of a newborn or an adopted child. So you're guaranteed 12 weeks. Through the government, you're guaranteed 12 weeks. Depending on the company, some companies, um, they may allow four weeks for moms. Some companies, eight weeks. Some companies, 12 weeks. But you're allowed up to 12 weeks job protected. Okay? Some states have, um, who have an employee who is disabled as a result of pregnancy can take up to four months of pregnancy disability leave. PDL. A lot of the bigger states have that out west. Um, so don't I didn't say all states, I said some states have PDL where you can do pregnancy disability leave. It's a whole lot different from short term disability and maternity leave. As long as she remains dis disabled, basically. So that means if she comes out the last two months of your pregnancy and then you have the first two months at home with your child, long as you can prove that you're pregnant and you're healing from birth. You know what I mean? All right. I know it sounds like, oh my gosh, you're coming for the moms. You're always giving out information about the moms. All right, dads, it's your turn. You can get paternity leave. Yes, dads, you can get paternity leave. So we're not leaving you out here, okay? You can get paternity leave. Most jobs average two weeks. Most of the time, the two weeks is just your vacation time. Let me clear that up. So most people who do short-term disability, before they start paying, you're going to use up your sick leave and your vacation time, and then they're going to go. Then they're going to start paying, okay? So they're not going to automatically, and you accumulate, and you keep your time. Uh-uh, uh-uh. 
the money they're paying you. It will not be going to 401k. You can't use it for that. So just know the money is just based to you. Um, also, make sure that the health care that you have is still covering you after you have your baby. That um, you can get up to 12 weeks, depending on your job. But most of the time, it averages two weeks, maybe four, depending on the company that you work for. Just get, you know into that book that HR gave you and your health insurance gave you so you can know what you qualify for and if you can get more, if you can get assistance. All right, resources for expecting mothers. Pregnancy Medicaid. Eligibility varies by state and specific requirements. All right, but the plans cover pregnancy and childbirth from prenatal visits to delivery. If found eligible during your pregnancy, you will be covered for 60 days after you give birth. So from the time you give birth until that postpartum visit, you're still covered. So if you need to go to the doctor, if you feel like you need this, you feel like you need that, that's a good time to go because you're still covered. Okay. If you have Medicaid when you give birth, your newborn is automatically enrolled in Medicaid coverage and they will remain eligible for at least one year, okay? So, ladies, I say, especially if you're in North Carolina, pregnancy Medicaid is the way to go. If you go to the doctor after, no, 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 excuse me, before you apply, you've been to the doctor, they will cover that. They They will cover back what, um, so try to apply as soon as you, you know, you can find, as soon as you find out you are, you know, go ahead and apply for it so they can go ahead and start covering you. WIC, Women, Infant, and Children Program. The WIC program provides a combination of nutrition, education, supplemental foods, breastfeeding promotion, and support and referrals for healthcare. Okay. Women and children, one to five of age participating in WIC receive food benefits. Okay, WIC is a really good program. It promotes nutrition. So a lot of women who aren't able to necessarily provide all the nutrition that their children need, or if you just need help supporting that child, getting its nutrition needs, I recommend you applying for WIC. WIC gives out eggs, milk, cheese, and now they have changed to implementing organic foods into it the fruits the vegetables and things of that nature so it's a really good program they have really upped um some counties and some states WIC does give out um breast breast um pumps and things like that and they are able to sit you down with nutritionists and lactation consultants to help out it's a good program i you know just look into it all right doulas not all doulas are covered by insurance but i think they're a good investment i wish i would have had a doula but because my insurance didn't cover it i'm a single mom i had to you know cut a little corner there but a doula is a professional labor assistant who provides physical and emotional support to you and your partner during pregnancy childbirth and postpartum period Okay, a lot of people, you know, we get that help in that delivery room, and that's about it. But these doulas, I've seen it at work, and they are amazing. 
very amazing. I've seen a lot of women not tear because of having a doula. So it's a good investment, ladies. You're going to want that support, okay? They provide emotional reassurance, comfort, and encouragement. Doulas help with facilitating communication between you and the hospital staff. <clears throat> For those of you who do not have birthing plans, I had a birthing plan. Just in case something happened, this, that, and the third, I needed them to follow this. Not everybody has a birthing plan, and not everybody knows everything that goes on at the hospital when you're delivering birth. And oftentimes, the mother is so out of it, she can't make those full decisions. So you're going to need that person there who can make solid, sound decisions in the heat of the moment. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the dads be, you know, out of it too sometimes, or they're tired, exhausted, we've been here so long, or they don't quite understand the terminology and things like that. So it's always good to have somebody that's there that's your advocate and on your side. Doulas offer attention to physical comfort through techniques such as touch and massage and assistance with breathing. Doula may or may not be covered, but like I said, they are a good investment. Research shows that doulas are associated with a decreased use of pain relief medicine during labor, a reduced incidence of C-sections, a reduced length of labor, and a reduced in negative childbirth experiences. And for those of you who are like me, you black, the black mortality rate for women given childbirth is, yeah. So... I had a bad experience giving birth. I won't go through that again. I would definitely have me a doula by my side. You know, my mom held it down, but at the hospital, they was strong. Okay, childbirthing classes. They do allow you to tour the facilities and you'll go through courses explaining how that hospital does their birthing procedures. It is a good um, thing to go see. You don't want to go to the hospital for the first time when you're having your child. You want to go. You want to see how they operate. You want to see the facility. Make yourself aware so when you get there, it feels familiar to you. You don't want to just bring your child just to any hospital. You don't want to just be in there because you don't know what to expect and you don't know what you're going to get. For me, um, it was COVID, so they canceled ours. So when I finally got to the hospital, things were changed and because of my skin color, I felt like I was discriminated and I was not treated as the little, mm, white women. Um, excuse me. But uh, no, don't because I'm just being honest. So, yes, I say get, get familiar with it and also know where you're going because... In the heat of the moment, when those contractions are hitting, sometimes you get forgetful or you don't know. So I would say look into multiple hospitals that are around you and figure out which one best suits your needs. They also have birthing centers. You can also look into those. Those are a little bit more intimate and have less traffic and less people. But it could definitely set you up. A lot of the birthing centers do have water birth options versus the hospitals the hospitals not a lot of them do so i would suggest if you want to do something of that nature um just look into that birthing centers they have a lot more 
comforts for pregnant women. I will say that. And for the um, families that are with them. So I hope this was very informative. We will be back um, the next few weeks just dropping information. We'll have conversations with other parents. We will have conversations with a few doulas and a few midwives, a few lactation consultants. Just letting you know that maternity is a great experience and it can be beautiful and we're gonna find ways that we can make this better for black women and all women thank you for listening